In today's special Valentine's Day episode of Backpacker Radio, we sit down with Grizzly and Jenna, a couple due to hit the PCT and Colorado Trail this year. We learn about how they plan to keep the love alive in the midst of 3,000 miles of backpacking. We also break down how to hike 30 miles in a day and talk a whole lot about orgies on trail. It's a very sexy show, so grab the chocolate and the oysters and pull up a seat. But first, if you've listened to Backpacker Radio, you know that both Chance and I are big fans of Gossamer Gear, manufacturers of lightweight backpacking gear and accessories. Their packs carry comfortably, their roomy shelters protect in harsh weather conditions, and the trekking poles are some of the lightest on the planet. Gossamer Gear is changing the perception of delicate ultralight gear. Chance and I are both users of Gossamer Gear's packs and shelters. I use the Gorilla, their 40 liter pack on the PCT, and will be using their new model on some shorter trails this year. I also use a handful of their accessories, such as the smartphone shoulder strap pocket and their fanny pack. Chance used the Gossamer Gear's The One Shelter on the PCT. It's the one you need, after all. She will also be using it again this year on the AT. And for you couples out there, Gossamer Gear now has a two-person version of this tent, named, you guessed it, The Two. To celebrate being in business for 20 years, Gossamer Gear has an awesome short video highlighting their history. It's worth checking out, and we will link to it in the show notes. Listeners of this podcast can score an exclusive deal on Gossamer Gear products. Use discount code TREK15 for 15% off your cart at gossamergear.com, which is valid for a limited time only. Get some. And also, we want to give a shout out to Sawyer Products. Today, I want to re-re-re-re-remind you guys about their permethrin fabric treatment, which is highly effective against deer ticks. Unfortunately, Lyme disease is all too common in the United States, especially in the Mid-Atlantic and New England regions. You want to do everything in your power to reduce your risk of contracting this bacterium. When a tick comes in contact with a fabric treated with permethrin, the fucker will either be repelled or, hopefully, murdered. Sawyer's permethrin fabric treatment is an odorless after-drying fabric treatment that does not harm any fabrics or finishes. It repels and kills mosquitoes and ticks for six weeks or six washes. To apply, spray permethrin directly onto your clothing and gear with a slow sweeping motion, keeping the bottle about six to eight inches away and treating each side of the garment for about 30 seconds. Allow to dry for two hours before use to maximize the insect repellent's effectiveness and longevity, four hours for very humid locations. It can also be applied directly to dogs for protection from mosquitoes and fleas for 35 days and from ticks for six weeks. Official application instructions can be found at sawyer.com dogs. You can find Sawyer's permethrin fabric treatment at your local outfitter, REI, or at sawyer.com. Lastly, Trail Correspondence is now officially live to the world. It has a new home as a standalone podcast, which means you should pause the show right now. And I mean, right now, subscribe to the new podcast linked in the show notes and then hurry right back because we don't have all day. Okay, let's do this. Go. 
Welcome to Backpacker Radio, presented by The Trek. I am your co-host, Zach Badger-Davis, and sitting across from... We didn't even do the intros in the last episode. I'm not Did realizing we not it. introduce no. ourselves? If people don't know who we are at this point, then shame on them. Yeah, well, sorry, first time listeners. If they can't, t- they can't tell us apart, <laughs> there's something <laughs> wrong with one of us, certainly. Yeah, it's true. All yeah. right, who are you? Oh, I'm Zach Badger-Davis. Oh, okay. Did you say that? I think I might have. Okay. I'm Juliana Johnson. Cool, that was AKA fun. AKA Johnson. That was smooth. Yeah. ATFAQ with Johnson's do this. Okay. So, I know that you do not have to send resupply boxes on the AT because, like, it's not like the PCT or remote or anything, but I know that Ball Flap sent a few boxes. So, are there a few resupply boxes that I should pre-prepare? If so, how many and where do I send them? Yeah. So, that just depends on your price sensitivity. There are a few places where resupply is very limited and expensive. Uh, Not too different from, like, Washington, for instance. Um, so yes is the short answer for most people. I definitely recommend that there's a handful of spots and you know, it's been so long since I've hiked that I can't use the places that I sent boxes to as I wasn't like, I, I don't need to know an exact like place right. or an address, just like a rough Generally number because I'll prepack them before yeah. I go and then just leave them with a note. Sure. Um, so we actually did this article a handful of years ago and I need to update it just to ensure that, you know, there haven't been new grocery stores or whatever. Yes, it's I gave you <laughs> but I want to say it's in the range of like four to five, not many. Okay. And it's kind of like spread around the trail too. On the PCT, the entire state of Washington, basically you want to send resupply boxes, yeah. not the case on the AT. Um, and if push comes to shove and you don't send a box, you can certainly get away with it but like i said the options will be limited and it'll be a little bit more expensive okay this is one area where a lot of aspiring at hikers over prepare is sending themselves too many boxes yeah. and you've already through hikes so you know that how poorly that can go in terms of predicting the things that you'll be craving so typically i recommend people not do that the scenarios where i do encourage them to do that more than just the locations that i will eventually link to in the show notes is if you're really good at dehydrating food, you know that you can make bomb dehydrated dinners that you're going to enjoy every night trail. Same. Um, if you have to adhere to a very specific diet. Also not me. Yeah. I need a high content of chocolates in my diet or I will collapse. Yeah. Or if you're working with an extremely tight budget, it could be a scenario where, you know, sending mail drops will actually save you a little bit of money, but you have to like find great wholesale deals. You have to be buying from discount grocery stores like so i'll just continue to not think about it i honestly think that's probably your best approach okay cool cross that off the list cool much easier than the last episode yeah okay so by the time you guys hear this episode the new trail correspondence podcast will definitely be out uh please download subscribe do all the things we've got a really interesting diverse group this year i want to say everyone that's everyone except for people that are hiking the cdt are first time through hikers so you'll definitely be getting like a fresh through hiking perspective this year it's just a really interesting group and I'm, i'm excited for this season so you guys should check it out download subscribe and scream it from the top of a mountain And one quick PSA before we get into our interview here is I've gotten a few emails and notes from people on Instagram uh, saying that this it's a misnomer saying that backpacker radio is just too through hiking centric. And although the majority of our content is obviously very through hiker centric, the request for more content based around section hiking. The thing that I want to say is one noted, like Mm -hmm. we we should do more section hiker focused content. I agree with that. And being the person behind the trek, I have an obvious bias toward through hikers because that is our bread and butter. That is what we focus on. But I do need to make more of an effort to make it more section hiking focused. But the other thing I want to mention is that I am also a section hiker and the advice that I espouse applies to section hiking as well as through hiking. Like the mm-hmm. things that I do for a section hike are no different than what I do for a through hike. I was going to say too, every time I talk about the Colorado trail, that entire trail is a section. Hike. Right. Yeah. And 
the gear that I use is the same. Mm -hmm. Through hiking is just a series of two to six day section hikes. That's all yeah. that it is. Like you're just thinking about your next resupply location when you're doing a through hike, just breaking it down into small section hikes. So pretty much all of the advice that we espouse in this also applies to section hiking. So don't think that because you're section hiking, you need different gear or the logistics are going to be radically different. Um, for the most part, it is exactly the same. There are some advantages to section hiking, which is why I'm more of a section hiker nowadays than a through hiker in that you've got a much better idea of your weather window. You know, you, you can tailor your gear much better to what your weather is going to look like because you're out there for less long of a time. There's less of a chance that things are going to go wrong on trail. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of advantages to section hiking and I'm very pro section hiking but Dude, zach hates section hikers it's true spread the words tell your Secrets friends out. zach hates section hikers and he's never hiked the we're AT. making stickers yeah okay so that's just my little spiel but that being said i we do need to make some more section hiking well, focused content evan will be on soon and he's section hiking true. the pct well, technically gonna, you're a section finish, hiker yeah technically i'm mid my section hike at the pct he, there you I go still have to finish the sierra totally but evan will be able to talk about his pct section sure. hike when he comes on that's a good segue Grizzly, you're kind of a section hiker. I am, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is our Valentine's Day episode uh, coming out on Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. Zach's got pink flamingos on his I shirt. Do. I wore it just to show up my love for you guys. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah, let's just jump right into it. We Today we are joined by Grizzly. Is his trail name? I actually forget. I've just referred to you Grizzly so much I forget your... Most people do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Jenna. Mm -hmm. No trail name. No trail name. Yet. Yet. Okay. Uh, if you guys could just start off by giving us a little bit about your background experience or your backpacking experience. How do you guys know each other? Come on, Are Zach. Are you talking about Grizzly and I or? No, Grizzly and Jenna. Okay. You didn't give any context on them. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get to the relationship aspect of that. That's the bulk of this interview. Well, they don't even know they're in a relationship though. Oh. Oh. We're roommates. Yeah, we're, we're roommates. <laughs> okay, yeah. We've <laughs> we, got roommates we on bedroom. the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so let's start off. Chance is right. Can you guys please <laughs> explain your relationship to one another? We are in one together. <laughs> okay. yes. Glad we could clarify. Chauncey wins. We're in love. There you go. Aww. Now, I would like to hear more about the trails that you guys have hiked. Go ahead. Sure. Mine's shorter. So uh, the only like through hike that I've done is the Superior Hiking Trail, and that was this summer. So 310 miles on the coast-ish of Lake Superior in northern Minnesota. Awesome. We just learned about the shit. Later. Yeah, the shit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. For me, it's a little bit longer. I've done the JMT, the PCT, the Colorado Trail, the Superior Hiking Trail. Uh, sectioned hiked about half of the CDT and then did the first 200 miles of the Colorado Trail again uh, last year as well. And then this coming year, we're both planning on doing the PCT and then straight into the Colorado Trail. So I can see. And you did the Superior Trail too. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so I can see now why Jenna goes just the Superior Trail. But yeah. I, I should say yeah. for like the vast majority of the backpacking population, it's not just the Superior. Like a 300-mile trail is a big yeah. deal. But I, I know when you're in a relationship with someone that's got a resume like that, I yeah. can see why it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are taking on both the PCT and the Colorado Trail this year. Yep. Yeah. Grizzly, you mentioned that you have already hiked both those trails. Correct. What, what is the interest in redoing them as opposed to something new? Honestly, for me, the PCT was probably my favorite trail that I've done so far. I love the scenery, love the trail culture, love the West Coast and the weather. Um, yeah, so when I had met Jenna a little over two years ago, she at that time really wanted to do the PCT, and that kind of brought us together as far as you know dating and talking 
at that point in time. And yeah, never got around to doing it until now. And so mm-hmm. good, good reason to do it. You know, her doing it for the first time, always wanting to do it. I would love to do it again. It was such an amazing trail the first time. So are yeah. you excited now that it's finally here? You've been waiting a while for this. I have been waiting a while. I'm so excited. What do you think is like, what are you most excited for? I don't know if there's any one thing just to like go do it. It's been something that I've been thinking about for so long and we were thinking of doing it last summer and then we ended up not being able to, but we had other awesome adventures instead. So yeah. now that it's like two and a half months away, I don't know if there's, yeah, I don't know if there's like one specific thing. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we backtrack a bit, how did you guys meet? So actually Tom's met had hearts in her eyes when she asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Zach highlighted it in pink things. <laughs> actually met through a local gear store that was bringing on ambassadors um, called Feral Mountain Company. I think I had posted something on their web page just saying, or their Facebook page saying like, hey, you single know. and ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like really long walks in the woods, if anyone's interested. And Jenna had actually reached out and said, oh, I really, you know, really interested in doing yeah. the PCT and it snowballed into like, hey, let's just stop talking over this. And let's go grab a beer. Oh, so you guys were in the same location, like the same area. Yeah, we're both in Denver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That makes it easy. Yeah, Yeah, because they had just launched the Ambassadors Facebook page. So everyone was like, hey, I like to hike and bike and ski. And it was basically like all just the same thing reworded. Yeah. And so I saw his and I was like, oh, I'll comment. And he's really cute, so that's nice too. <laughs> An a, added bonus. Yeah. That's the perfect like dirt bag meeting story. <laughs> you guys met through an outfitter. That is yeah, yeah. That's great. It's not like you got had like a drunk hookup at the bar or you met yeah, on Tinder. No. Guilty. <laughs> oh I yeah, I forgot wife. about oh, really? that. I met my wife. I, I met my that. Jenna. The drunk Tinder. hookup or Tinder? Uh, well, it depends on what order we're talking to. So when did you guys decide that you were going to do the through hike together? Because you had been planning it by yourself. Had, had you been planning it by yourself? No. So or was it just a thought? Just a thought. Like two days before our first date, I told my parents that I was going to hike it in 2018. And then um, I think June-ish of 2017, we decided we were going to do it for 2018. I got went through like a lot of health stuff. So it just wasn't the smart idea. Mm-hmm. So then we've been still thinking about it since then. <laughs> so actually, if you don't mind us going, I didn't even have this question written out yeah. uh, because this is this is a common thing I see a lot where people are heartbroken because they plan for a through hike and life circumstances interrupt for whatever reason. If you could just speak a little bit to how difficult that was to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I was literally heartbroken. Also, my heart was not working properly, <laughs> so literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the dis- so it would have been December 2017. It kind of like sealed the deal that like we weren't gonna be able to do it. Or I guess we still could have. Do you want to tell everyone what happened? Oh yeah. So I ended up having a bunch of heart issues. I went into cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. I had a defibrillator put in, open heart surgery, uh, blood clot. And a cardiac ablation. So everything finally, like, came together last June. Uh So it was, like, a full year and a half kind of journey, I guess you could say. Um, But, yeah, so when I found out that I couldn't do it because I had a blood clot, I was on blood thinners, um, my rhythm in my heart was still not good, for lack of a better term. Um, Yeah, it was just really sad. 
but he's like, the trail is always going to be there. We can just do it next year. We yeah. can plan other fun things to do this summer, which we did and had an awesome summer. So now we got to experience that and then we'll get to experience what? the PCT as well. So yeah, do you have to take lot. special precautions given your recent health history on the PCT? Um, I don't think so. My doctor said as long as I'm feeling good yeah. that I'll be able to do it. That's so good. I've been definitely focusing on training and just making sure that I feel good because when yeah. I'm more confident my brain's not going to spiral down this path to that I'm going to die or have a heart attack or yeah. something but yeah. it's good to get that 300 mile hike under your belt to get yeah like a, some proven track record that you can do this for sure for sure and I'm going to be in better shape when I started the PCT than I was starting the superior trail uh -huh. so um not really. I mean, I have my internal defibrillator in as kind of like a safety blanket. So if anything happened, like I would get shocked before like anything really bad were to happen. And then I just have to get to a hospital, <laughs> but I don't anticipate that happening. Like sure. the things that I've done. We've done, these yeah, last... we've done some big mileage days yeah. hiking in places like Glacier and the Pasayton Wilderness in Northern Washington, some bigger days on the Superior Trail, yeah. like, and there's been no issues, so yeah. not really worried about it. So Good. it's more the mental piece, right? which yeah. then yeah. Michael can be like, you're, you're fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be yeah. okay, and like like, okay, did, you're right. We went did the four-pass loop in 36 hours last year, yeah. and it's like, oh, you're, dang. you're fine. Yeah. It's usually like a three- or four-day hike. Yeah. yeah. That's aggressive, 36 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you had been doing training. What kind of training are you guys doing to prep for this? You know, I'm working, you know, 60, <laughs> yeah. 65 hours a week. Um, <laughs> financially preparing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we're just, you know, a lot of time at the gym. Trying, mm -hmm. honestly, even with my work schedule, I'm trying to get to the gym at least five times a week. And what are you doing at the gym? Is it treadmill or is it a lot of, the I mean, for me, it's a lot of cardio. And that's okay. what works best for me. Like, I, for me, if I know if I can keep my my legs in shape that I'll, I'll be fine. The rest will take care of itself once I get on the trail. Mm -hmm. um, and you still get out, out on the trail quite a bit. Oh yeah. Because you're always posting photos. Uh, if you guys aren't following Grizzly already, is it at Grizzly Hikes? Uh, grizzly underscore hikes. Grizzly under, yeah. yeah. Uh, you take some phenomenal photos. Thanks. Is that just with your smartphone? Uh, yeah, mostly with my smartphone, a little bit with my, uh, you know, just small camera. Are you going to be bringing a separate camera on the yeah, trail? Yeah, I'm going to bring a camera. What is it? Uh, was it the Sony... Sony. More of a, not a DSLR, but a point and shoot. Point and yeah. shoot. Really nice Sony camera. What is the, like the one that does really good video on blank? The RX100? Yes, thank uh -huh. you. Gotcha. Uh, RX103 or something? The Mark III? Mark III, yeah. Cool. Um, so do you have any concerns for your relationship going into this? <laughs> they look it at each other to be It like, is a Valentine's Day episode, <laughs> well, yeah. And that's actually interesting because I, I, I don't at all. Um, the first time I hiked the PCT was actually with a girlfriend, and Ooh. we separated at basically at the Oregon Washington border. Oh, and I so you made it pretty far then. Yeah. Wait, That's, so I feel sorry. like either people are going to split where you and Courtney went through your turmoil or you're going to just make it through the entire trail. I feel like to make it, you know, whatever 2000 miles into the hike is, yeah. a, is, is a rare thing. Yeah. So if you don't mind my asking what I was went saying, wrong, uh, just life. Yeah. Just life in general. Um, you know, that being said, you know, the amount of stuff that me and Jenna have gone through in the yeah. last two years, sure. if something was going to ever have gone wrong and we were going to separate, it would have happened. Right. So do you but, not have like a hidden fear inside that the same thing might no, happen again? I, I honestly don't. I thought I might have, uh -huh. you know, had a fear of like, oh gosh, this is going to break another relationship. Yeah. <laughs> All alone. No, I, I feel fine about it. What about you, Jenna? 
I also feel fine. Yeah. yeah, we've been we've had a crazy two years that we've yeah. dated, and this summer we spent like four months on the road together, and we still like each other yeah. after that. So sure. a pretty good test. And honestly, having done just even just done a three hundred mile through hike together was enough like reassurance of like okay yeah you know we'll be fine we're, yeah we're fine being in close quarters together we're fine hiking together you know we have different styles of hiking but it, it's fine it works and do you have any like tips rules or guidelines for how you're going to ensure that the love stays strong Zach wrote these You can tell that was in my language there. Um, Don't hold any smells against the other person. <laughs> or sounds. <laughs> or sounds. Who's oh, yeah, we can make them write vows, hiking vows right now. <laughs> I promise to not let the smells. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I smell pretty bad. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes the girl's the stinkier one in the relationship. Not the case in mine, but... I have a feeling that Chance is probably the stinkier one. I am one. not the stinkier one. You <laughs> showered yesterday. No, um, I showered today. <clears throat> You showered today? Congratulations. Yeah. So uh, you guys did the Superior Hiking Trail. Did you encounter any extremely stressful days on that hike like as preparation? Because obviously you guys have gone through a lot of stressful stuff in the last mm-hmm. year plus. But I think there's something very particular about trail stress. So I'm curious if you encountered anything trail-oriented. For me, not really until the end. Actually, our last night on trail... Um, really really bad thunderstorms came through like we had known that morning like hey there's gonna be bad thunderstorms we need to hike hard make camp by this time they're saying you know thunderstorms starting at like seven o'clock so we got to camp had dinner set up camp and everything we're like laying in the tent and we like full cell phone service lte like watching the storms coming at us and it's talking about like 70 mile an hour winds golf ball size hail you know, small buildings will be destroyed. And we're like, we're sitting in our <laughs> yeah. big Agnes tiger wall tent. Like we're, we're done. We're screwed. Um, so, I mean, that is honestly probably the most stressful night or even moment on the trail yeah. for me. It was a pretty stress-free trail. Were there any stresses like within your relationship? Like, have you guys gotten into fights on trail yet? Yet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's uh, probably going to happen. No, I feel like we're both pretty chill, but yeah, there's we no pet really peeves. I mean, I get a little crabby because I mean, I'm six four, almost six five. Like, for me, like, it's it's not a real big day to do twenty twenty five miles. I was waiting for you to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, so I'm I mean, a lot slower. Yeah. So for me, it's like, all right, great. You go set your set the pace. I'll just be behind you. I might put on you know an audio book or some music and just kind of zone out behind you, and we'll just hike at your pace. That's so nice. You know, and honestly, there's probably going to be times on the PCT and on the Colorado Trail where it's like, all right, we have to do thirty miles today or whatever it is. Like. You get up at whatever time you need to get up and you go start hiking. And I'm going to get up whatever time I get up and I'm going to hike behind you. And I'll probably, you know, I will catch you at some point. I might pass you and take a nap. And then you catch up and take a break and we'll keep hiking. But, you know, you have to you have to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I tell him that I'm going to be faster than him one day. So (laughs) better watch out. Competing Um, with someone that's six, five. That's that's a difficult endeavor. Honestly, I was going to say, because when I was hiking the CT with my ex, like there were times where we'd get in pretty big fights because he would he the problem was he told me he was doing this. So then I knew when he was doing it. Yeah. But I thought it was really nice when he'd want to walk behind me and like talk with me and stuff when we'd hike. And then he let me in on the secret that when he would hike behind me, it would make me hike faster. 
And I was like, oh, that's clever. And now I know you're doing this. But then he would start to do it on like the big climbs. And then I would just feel like I was getting rushed up the hill. So there was one time where I just threw down my trekking poles and I was like, I'm sitting down until you're out of sight. You need to go because I can't (laughs) go up this hill this way. I had a great group of people that I hiked the PCT with the first time through the Sierras. And we, you know, we stayed together almost all of, you know, from Candy Meadows till, gosh, I don't know, like almost like Old Station together. And you know, we'd be going up a pass and I just, I would just take off and get to the top of pass and I'd just hang out at the top of the pass and wait for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that they're hiking slow. It's just, that I'm six, five, I'm a giant. Right. You know? I mean, with the boys on the PCT, it was just like that. But I think when it came to, at least with me and my relationship, it was, they want to be with you more than people that your friends would want to be with you. Right. And then sure. it's, how do we both hike together? without one of us getting really, really annoyed at it. Yeah. yeah. I think part of it too stemmed from, I would hike in front and set the pace, so we made sure that I didn't die somewhere. That's true too. <laughs> but I feel like then when you go in front, it pushes me to go faster, because I'm like, oh, I have to keep up with him. I've always been say. like, I'm, you know, I'm a morning person as far as my job right now, but as far as hiking, like I was always the last person to get out of my tent and the first person to set up camp every day must be nice and it'd be like great we're gonna do 25 miles that's you know where we're planning on being today like i'm gonna wake up at nine and i'm gonna be in camp at this time and i'm just i'm gonna take a break to filter water a couple times and maybe like 20 minutes to eat lunch that's that's gonna be my day that's all my breaks so you don't break other than out of necessity i pretty much eat while i'm walking the entire day yeah is that like right out the gate because for me it gets to a point where like i'm fit enough where i can do that but it takes a little while for me to get my hiker legs to be able to get to that pace pretty much right out the gate right damn i'm just not good at walking and eating at the same time yeah (laughs) especially while climbing (laughs) yeah climbing while breathing heavily and eating at least trying to enjoy the food for me i like to be sitting but i also eat and walk a lot of times just for function reasons um so you already mentioned that you're a giant is that is, is that where grizzly comes from uh no grizzly comes from so i was renamed i was originally mr smith um <laughs> on the pct me and my is that a men in black reference no. or uh matrix reference rather me and my ex were mr and mrs smith we were uh. the all-american couple that wanted to kill each other <laughs> i can't believe it didn't work out yeah. <laughs> um i was renamed on the cdt on the very first night going sobo on the cdt i chased a grizzly out of camp in oh. glacier uh were you eating paint chips, lead paint chips as yeah. a kid? Just, I've, I spent four years living up in Alaska, um, living and working outside Denali National Park. Spent a lot of time backpacking up in Glacier. Grizzly bears, they happen. They're not necessarily Can I get scary. the story around this? I don't like that we're grazing over this. Yeah, no, so, all right, so we were... <laughs> I would really like every detail. Please. So on the CDT, like the first, the first section of the CDT going southbound, going through Glacier, you have to worry about permits as far as like backcountry sites where you stay at so you don't necessarily always get to pick like great i'm gonna do a 20 and then an 18 it's like no you're gonna do like a 7 and then you're gonna do like a 14 and you know whatnot as far as mileage it's just depending on the campsites so the first day was a small day for us we still did I don't know, like seven or nine miles or something and got to camp made dinner in the designated food prep area where there's bear boxes and you keep all your food at and we're all hanging out and talking. There's some other, I think there's a couple other through hikers other than the four of us that were there and some other backpackers. And 
this one couple disappeared and went to their tent, came back to the food prep area, and like, hey, there's a bear over by our tent. We want to know what to do. Just like casually. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, thought you should know. And it was like, you know, is it a black bear? Is it a grizzly? Like, uh, not sure. I'm like, okay. So everyone, like people I knew that I was hiking with knew like, oh, he knows about bears. He, like he's spent a lot of time around him. He'll be fine. So like I would start walking over there, have my bear spray out. Everybody's like filed behind me going down the little <laughs> designated walkway to that tent site. And it was, it was a small grizzly bear. Define small. You know, probably like 250, 300 pounds. Okay. I love how casually he's saying this. Like, oh yeah, it was a little puppy. Right. <laughs> like a sub-adult. Um, so, you know, made a bunch of noise, put my hands up, do all the things that you're supposed to do, talk in a deep, calm voice. And the bear starts kind of just slowly walking down the walkway towards us. And we just all keep our distance, keep making noise, keep talking to it, keep our hands up. It just keeps following us all the way into the food prep area. Uh-uh. So it gets into the food prep area. We had all eaten. All of our food was put away. And it just, it was just curious. I mean, it, obviously it had been, been habituated. It yeah. smelled food. It had been in this area for a while. So just walked over to the bear boxes and I started kicking the bear boxes to make a bunch of noise and it, it ran away, took off. And then you fought it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. It was like Legends of the Fall. Yeah. 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 Really intense. Yeah. Lots of blood. Yep. Cool. And I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you showed nice, that there. I have a nice rug at home. <laughs> I was picturing the Revenant when he first told the story. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bear, we're doing this. So you mentioned before that you're a giant. And I know we've talked about this at some of the through hiker meetups. What are some of the considerations that tall hikers have to make that, you know, us average hikers or whatever camp chances and don't have to think about? Wow. Um, my gear, all, all of it weighs more than everybody else's. You know, yeah. it's not like I'm getting a, a sleeping bag or a quilt that's a five foot six or even a six foot. You know, I'm getting six foot six quilts and sleeping bags just to fit me and long sleeping pads and all my clothes are size extra large or bigger just to be able to fit me. So, yeah, everything weighs a little bit more. Right. And I mean, I imagine there are a lot of tents that don't work for you. Yeah. Um, so we were, we used a, uh, big Agnes tiger wall last summer. Just, mm-hmm. we honestly just wanted to try a free sta- a freestanding or a semi freestanding tent. Cause I usually use a, uh, Z-Pex duplex, mm-hmm. which I love the duplex. Um, the tiger wall tent was great. But for, for me at my size, it was maybe just a little bit smaller. It was a little tighter. Yeah, a little bit tighter for me. Um, but a duplex works pretty well for yeah. me. Can you sit up in the duplex? Uh, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I, If you're like in the middle. Yeah, yeah. in the middle. I, 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 my head is going to hit pretty much almost anything. Yeah. So. And I guess there's some flexibility with the way that you set it up too, considering you're using your trekking yeah, poles to make it. you can pitch it a little bit higher. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I remember I used the Solplex, the one person version yeah. of that tent. And like I had a couple inches above my head, and I'm five eleven, so yeah, yeah I, I could imagine that not working for you. Yeah. Did um, you lie on your Tinder and say you were six foot? And you got Jenna. Uh, I might have on my driver's license. I can. Fact I feel like if you're right five now. eleven, it's really hard to not do say that. Six foot. You well, know? the thing yeah. is, I'm actually five ten and a half, so I'd be giving myself an extra. I'm already giving myself a half inch. I'm you think gonna, she would have noticed? Uh, I'm taller than her, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Valentine's Day episode, right? What did I put here? Nope, five eleven. Oh, oh, you lied man, on your driver's license about <laughs> half inch. He did not. He didn't put at ten, five, ten and a half. Listen, they don't you allow crook? decimal points. I was that was a rounding error. On yeah, your they behalf. told you that. They said we don't allow decimal points, sir. 
so obviously you've backpacked a lot. I'm curious what your big three, both of you, I'm, I'm assuming you're sharing a tent. Yeah, I'm carrying the, the duplex for the two of us on this hike. Mm-hmm. I guess you should brunt a lot more of the weight considering your stature yeah. and you're doing bigger miles. Yeah. It's a good way to like handicap it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Although, Although I, his pack looks like half say, the size of mine my that he's carrying. My base weight's things. still lighter than hers yeah. when I'm carrying the tent. <laughs> yeah. Um, go good. ahead. What are you carrying? Yeah, so I have the um, Katabatic Sawatch, so the 15 degree, and then a Hyperlite Mountain Gear 3400. I think so. Uh, um, southwestern. Yeah, the yeah. Southwest. Um, yeah, and then we're sharing the duplex, mm-hmm. and then the I'm doing the Thermarest Neo Air X Lite. Yeah. I guess that's not a big three, but. No, but round up the. Yeah, yeah the I mean, you're not sleeping you're you're in the tent. We're so. round yeah. uppers here. Yeah. 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 As X said. Yeah. What about you, Grizzly? Uh, so I'm going to be carrying a Palante Simple Pack, um, Catabatic Sow Watch, and then the Duplex. As far as a sleeping pad, since you included it, I may try out the uh, Uberlite, the mm-hmm. Thermos Uberlite. Yeah. Kind of curious about it. I want to get my hands on one and actually, like, Touch feel it, it and feel yeah. it and see it before yeah. I commit for over 3,000 miles. Yeah. If not, I'll just do a uh, um, new air uh, X Light. Yeah, X Light. Yeah. yeah, the yellow yeah. one. Yeah. So, Maggie, our managing editor, got one of the first media examples that the light just went on uh we, we were recording in a cave before <laughs> now so we, scary this is like a, <laughs> this is like at bar close this is the second time this happened to us wow. this week we're like the lights, lights come on, on. like oh this is what you look like uh i intentionally didn't want you guys to see me um but she had one of the first media review copies of the uber light and she took it out five nights had no problem with it on the sixth night it deflated um so we were a little bit skeptical on the durability of that, but I have since reached out to them, and they assured us that that was just at Lemon. It was a manufacturer's defect with that one. That like they've tested, they've got videos apparently of people driving over an inflated huh. Uber Light. I mean, even hard. with the X Light, like you know, people the new X Light people say like, oh, it's not durable. I've never popped one. I've never popped one, but my X Light used to be like half inflated in the middle of the night every night, mm-hmm. and yeah, then I'd have to wake leaking. up and re-blow it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's hit or miss. I've I've gotten a brand new one that deflated within four days of having it, and I've had one that lasted for a hundred days without problems. Yeah. So I think that there is just like a manufacturer's variance. But yeah, if you get one that doesn't work, I, I really recommend that sleeping pad just in terms of like the warmth to weight ratio. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. Do you, so do you use the regular length? I do. So that's yeah. a short for you. Yeah, it's a short for me. It's basically <laughs> a torso length. Right. Um, is there any other gear that you guys are going to be combining besides the tent? Stove. Uh, going stoveless, stove, yeah. yeah. Mm. I generally go stoveless. I'm gonna see how we do together doing stoveless. At least to start off within the desert, and if we need to, we'll we'll send ourselves a stove in Candy Meadows. But. Yeah, we get a lot of questions about the <coughs> stoveless backpacking thing. So, what is your uh, cold soaking method? Oh, Talenti. Talenti. Yeah, it seems to be the soup yeah, du jour. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. What kind of things do you cold soak? Uh, I'm a bit of a masochist, so like when I did the CDT in the Colorado Trail in one summer. I basically ate couscous every single night mm-hmm. for a summer. Um, How do you like it now? Yeah, I can't stand <laughs> couscous. Yeah. Generally for me, it's ramen. Okay. I, I don't seem to get sick of ramen. I don't know why. I Maybe it's all the MSG. And, <laughs> I'm the same way with pesticides. I don't get sick of them. Yeah, I just don't get sick of ramen. And I feel like a lot of times I might not... I just kind of get what I... 
want when I'm in town. So like might be like, oh great, I'm gonna do ramen this entire stretch. The next stretch I'll be like, I am literally just gonna eat summer sausage and cheese. And the next stretch it's gonna be like, I want peanut butter. Yeah. I'm literally just going to eat two jars of peanut butter for the <laughs> next two, next stretch. Used to be a chef, right? Yeah, I still dabble. Yeah. So uh, for anyone listening that is familiar with Golden Colorado, Grizzly is the GM uh, I, manager, I, dining room. Yeah, dining room manager. Right now, I'm working in the kitchen. Sure. Um, at a Bayhas restaurant, in Golden. Bayhas. Yep. A ba- Quick, funny inside <laughs> <I know>. story. <laughs> we were at a through hiker meetup, and I was bitching about the food scene in Golden. Like per capita, it sucks compared to Denver and Boulder. And that was the point I was trying to convey. I think I was being a little bit hyperbolic. I said something along the lines of, "There are no good restaurants in Golden, Colorado." And I was literally and like, Grizzly's like towering right over me. He's like, "There is actually one good restaurant in Golden, Colorado." Yeah. So it turns out I was next to a giant man who was the manager at the best restaurant in Golden. A Bayhouse is great. So back to the chef thing, I, mm-hmm. I ask because do you prepare Jenna meals on trail with that expertise? No, no <laughs> not at all. You should make that happen, Jenna. Yeah. Work on that. I think the fanciest we got this summer, we boiled beef jerky for a little bit and then added that into our ramen. Yeah. So oh. That's a little bit fancy. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. like a stew. Yes. <laughs> a little beef stock. Yeah. Uh, so with Jenna, do you have a favorite cold soaking? Did you guys cold soak also on the Superior Trail? No, we didn't. We did some cold soaking on like shorter backpacking trips when we did the four pass loop. And then we were in Canyonlands last April and cold soaked there. So both of those times we had ramen and yeah. that was totally fine with me. And then oatmeal in the morning, which I love. So. Yeah. And honestly, for me, the biggest thing is like, especially starting on the PCT in the desert, it's hot. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to then like sit down and eat a hot meal. Like I just... I literally probably will just like eat while I'm walking the last couple of miles and try into camp or just eat as quickly as possible and just get my tent. So is that the rationale behind not wanting a stove? Yeah. And I, I mean, I really liked it when I was in grizzly bear country and the CDT, because you could just, you know, you'd fill up your Talenti with ramen or couscous or whatever at like lunchtime, let it soak in the back of your pack. And maybe an hour or a half hour before you were going to make camp, in Grizzly River Country, go ahead and eat your meal as you're like, walking. I was going to say, how long do you usually let things cold soak for? Because that's one of the things that I don't understand about Honestly, for soak. me, it would just depend on what I was soaking and how warm it was or how sunny it was. Like, if it was a warm, sunny day, like ramen, hour or two, you're yeah. good. Yeah. I picture you having done shorter, where it's just been like, we get to camp, start cold soaking it, set up. Maybe wait a couple more minutes. That's fine. See, I was picturing like a pasta size goes in the Talenti jar at breakfast, and then at dinner it might be soft enough. It might be. I've never tried with pasta size, but um, I mean, I've done couscous. I've done instant rice. Even Um, rice gets only a few hours? Instant rice you can do in a few hours. Um, Rehydrate black bean flakes. I really like doing that, actually. Do you make any of your own meals, or are these all, like, commercially available? I did my own meals for the PCT, and I did resupply boxes for every single resupply in the PCT, and I will never do it again. Yeah. I was honestly by, I don't know, Northern California. Like, I'd get my resupply box, and people I was hiking with were like, oh, what do you have? It's like, who wants pro bars? Right. I've got 30 pro bars. I can't stomach them anymore. This goes back to our ATFA. We were snake drafting my food on the PCT. People were just like, you're giving this away? Like, I can't even look at the same one yeah like here's tortellini with marinara that i made at home here's beef stroganoff like just take it right yep. i would rather like give you the food that i made and rebuy food than eat this again totally yep. 
score some favors, some good karma points, <laughs> yeah. and exactly. uh, you don't have to hate your dinner. Yeah. Um, I forget, were you a stove person or a cold soaking person? I was a stove person, yeah. um, but only once a day. I would cook dinner when I get when I would get to camp at night, yeah. and then I'd make a hot chocolate before I'd go to bed. Got you. Very ritualistic, and you've got to get your chocolate. I'm also a stove person. Uh, there are stretches of the trail where I um, could have done away with my stove, but it was two ounces, and the thing that I was using to cold soak was also the thing that I was using yeah. to cook in. Um, but I will say, I really, and maybe this is a difference between northbound and southbound, I'm not sure. Uh, I really appreciated having my stove, especially in the desert, because the desert gets, you talk about how hot it is during it, the day. But, it's but it gets cold. It yeah. gets really cold. It gets painfully cold. I think we were actually talking about, me and Sean said, the mm-hmm. last hiker meetup, like, mm-hmm. the PCT in the desert is one of those places, like, you wake up and you're like, I'm so cold. And then all of a sudden the sun hits you, and within a half hour, you're, like, ripping layers off, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. sweating. But then the same reversing, like, you get into camp, you're like, wow, I'm so sunburnt, I'm so warm, and then the sun sets, and you're like, frozen yeah yep. you get like 40 comfortable minutes for the per day like right at golden hour it's yeah. really really pleasant yep. and then the day's hot as shit and the nights are cold yeah uh, but yeah i'm a i'm a stove guy i don't know i've tried to do the cold i'm like I'm, maybe basic but see, i'm a wannabe cold soaker i would love to be a cold soaker i just don't know enough about what i would make or how long it would take or if it would even taste good where i'm just like too apprehensive you're overcomplicating it literally just add more oh, time it's the same thing you don't there's no like real work that goes into it. Just and honestly, for me, it, it makes you enjoy town so much more. True. Oh, I don't man. know. I enjoy towns. <laughs> <laughs> but when you've been eating like couscous for like just that's true every day, cold couscous. This cold is my couscous. food bag. It's a bag of rice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like here's couscous with you know beef bouillon. Here's couscous with chicken bouillon. Oh, so like, you'd bring the cubes, like yeah. the little bouillon cubes. Yeah. See, those are the tips I need because that's why. But then you get to town, you're just like, oh my god. I just how many meals can I squeeze couscous, into twelve yeah. hours? Uh, so I'm curious more about the logistics of making two trails happen. Uh, so you've already committed, obviously, to doing the Colorado Trail. And yeah. you mentioned that there was a hard date that you needed to finish the PCT by in order to... Because, like, one, you had a commitment that you had to breach, but also in order to make the Colorado Trail happen, obviously, there, there's a time constraint on that right. as well. If you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so my best friend's getting married in Seattle on August 24th. Okay. So that's non-negotiable which we when we started talking about the pct we already planning four months so it actually like fits in perfectly with our goal and we'll be like up there Mm -hmm. basically um so we'll finish hopefully around the 18th 19th of august head down to seattle go to the wedding and then come back to colorado and i guess we don't really have like a hard start date hopefully by september by the first yeah by the first um so we can kind of get stuff together like to be done with the Colorado trail mid September, you know, something around 17 days or so for the whole trail. Wait, I'm curious about the fact that you guys aren't going home first before this wedding. You're just going to get to Canada and then roll up to this wedding and like send clothes. Okay. You're going to send your wedding clothes. Yeah. Take a shower, put and them hope on. That they fit. Like, <laughs> they won't. <laughs> well, so no, you like, shouldn't even send them. Really just make a thing of it. Sloppy. Go to Seattle, hit the thrift shops, find a fun yeah. outfit. Yeah. We could. That's a good Might actually idea. be a better idea. Show yeah. up the way they expect you. Yeah. yeah. I'll have like a giant beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna let the beard go wild on the trail? I think so. I on the PCT the first time I I made it all the way to I think it was Ashland without shaving. And like I woke up like the one like one of the morning last mornings before Ashland, and my mustache was actually stuck in between my teeth. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I was like, no, like this, involuntary floss. Like this, <laughs> this, this shit has to go. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, so, Jen, I'm curious for you. Uh, obviously, you've done a 300-mile trail. Are you? Is there any amount of apprehension committing to an additional 500 miles after an already 2,600-mile-long trail? No, no. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like maybe I should be, but... I mean, if we were hiking slower, it would take us about five months anyway. So yeah. since we have the time, we're not going to be working. We might as well. And we'll be in good shape by that point. So we'll be able to, like, knock through it a little bit quicker rather than taking, like, a month off work to do it yeah. any other time. But, yeah, I'm not. I feel like if I can make it through the PCT, I should be able to make it through Colorado Trail. Are there any concerns of, like, getting burnt out by that point? Like, I know when I got to Canada, my goal was to go back and rehike the part I had missed in the Sierra. But when we got to Canada, it was just, like, this feeling of we're done. And it was, I could go back and hike this, but I won't enjoy it or appreciate it. I'll just want to get through it. Do you have any concerns of that? Not really. I mean, maybe I will now since we're talking about it. Here are all the things you should be fe- I fearing. I think part of it, too, is like we'll be able to come back to Colorado, which is home, and then start from there. So it's not like we're traveling to a completely different state and going right into it from there. Like We'll be able to take a couple days and just relax for a little bit and then go do it. And I know for me, like the first time I did the PCT, like I got to Vancouver, and at that point I was like, God... I just want to turn around and just start walking south again. Oh. And, and then especially like after getting back to Denver and like the culture shock of being around so many people and stuff like that. I was like, I just, I really just want to hike. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work. I don't want to figure out life. Like, just let me walk some more. Yeah. Those will be so pretty in September. I was like, true. Yeah, it will be pretty in September. I was going to say, we should get you back on when you come back totally. before you take off for yeah. the CT and we give me like has this change we'll get him at the other end of the Colorado Trail oh you're gonna go northbound on the Colorado Trail wait yeah I guess I forget uh, no I, we were actually planning on starting in Waterson and going down to oh, okay. Durant. awfully right presumptuous I, right I don't know why I was assuming the other way it just makes sense to walk you just want to see them walk home we- Weibo yeah, we Weebo. Weebo. Yeah, we confirmed that. Yeah. No, they do the northbound, southbound. Yeah, yeah. Bill Manning set us straight. Yeah. It's not Weebo and Ebo. Yeah, we should ask this earlier. How are you guys celebrating Valentine's Day? I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be at work since yeah. I work at the nicest restaurant in the small town of Golden. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just you know assume that. that we're not going to do anything uh, because he usually has to work. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. There you go. That'll probably happen. Bake us a cake or something. <laughs> nah, probably won't happen. Like holidays, like New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, like it's it's the restaurant yeah. industry. Like yeah. I've had one New Year's Eve off since I was 16 years old. But this wow. year, you made it back New Year's Eve at like 11:55 or something. Yeah. Was it like the OC? Have you ever seen that episode? Probably. This is my millennial showing. <laughs> there was a part where Ryan was like yeah, running up boy, these stairs yeah. to get to Marissa for New Year's and he like opens the door right as midnight hits. It was so great. I'm surprised Basically if we had like any that. shows that overlapped because yeah, that was really popular was. when I was in high school too. Maybe eighth grade. Did you see that episode then? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. Well. Okay. It's like a weird put you on the spot Valentine's Day theme. You guys have to deliver one line of affirmation to one another about how you're going to successfully <laughs> accomplish your goal this year. You can't even say that without laughing. Because okay. I know it's so corny, but I'm trying to play into the theme. Yeah, it is true. Also, I'll let you start. Uh, can you, wait, can you repeat face the is question? This color of Chance's hair right now. <laughs> and yours. Well, it depends it's more on what you're talking. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I'm a gradient. Anyway, repeat the question. <laughs> so, yeah, repeat it. Uh, I got distracted by you laughing at it, yeah. and I stopped listening. <laughs> 
uh, just a line of affirmation, just you know, uh, showing support for one another as a as a precursor to the endeavor you're about to take on. A, a way to um, I'll go first. Reiterate <laughs> your love, Jenna. It doesn't matter how bad you smell <laughs> or how slow you hike. I will still love you. Oh, thank Aww. you. That's so sweet. Will you insert like <laughs> Back a, at the you. full house? <laughs> Is that, are you getting out of it that way? <laughs> That's your line of affirmation? <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> hey, we need your hiking vows, Jenna. Oh, yes. Um, hiking vows. That's a better way to put it. Um, well, I know you're going to be able to finish. So <laughs> hopefully we can finish it together. And I love you. <laughs> and you're great. Good, we had to make it, it as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, guys, thanks so much for humoring us on some of those awkward questions. Yeah, thank but, you. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to learn about your upcoming yeah. adventure. And you're not going anywhere because we got a lot more nope. show to go. That interview was brought to you by brand new sponsor of the show, Green Belly. In case you're not already familiar, Green Belly is the manufacturer of one of the most complete nutrition bars on the market. Their meals contain 650 calories each, more than twice the energy of other popular hiking bars. Think of them like cereal bars on steroids. Because Green Belly meals are ready to eat, requiring no stove or cleanup, they make the perfect midday trail meal. Their meals are super light and made with wholesome ingredients with flavors like peanut apricot, dark chocolate banana, and me and Zach's personal favorites, the cranberry almond. They taste great and are handmade fresh every week. Zach and I both love the texture of these bars. They're dense, but still soft. They're also not overpoweringly sweet, which is a nice change of pace in the world of meal replacement bars. Good news, Backpacker Radio listeners get an exclusive 15% discount site-wide at Green Belly. Just use the code TREK15 at checkout at their website greenbelly.co. That's G-R-E-E-N-B-E-L-L-Y dot co. Back to the show. Let's jump right into the Trek propaganda. This is from Jenna Oppenheimer, who actually met at the most recent Thru-Hiker meetup. She was sitting across from me for like 30 minutes before she just casually dropped the fact that she was a writer for the website. (laughs) She wrote a really telling article, I actually think it's apropos to uh, the journey that you guys are about to go on, titled How to Conquer 30 Mile Days Regardless of Hiking Speed. Uh And I do, I want to preface this by saying that it's very terrain specific to accomplish 30 miles a day uh, is going to depend on the trail. Like you're not going to be doing 30 miles a day on the long trail, for instance, or the majority of the AT. In fact, I didn't hike a 30 mile day a single time. The duration of my AT hike. You didn't do the Maryland challenge. No, that's dumb. And I think, I forget if this was a topic in a recent episode or we haven't talked about it. uh, So the four state challenge is what you're talking about. Yes. Bawflap told me I had to do it. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, So I was, there was a guy in our group who was loving the trail. Like just, he was on cloud nine the entire time. Attempted this. So for those who don't know, the four state challenge, you start in Virginia, hike through West Virginia, Maryland, and then end in Pennsylvania. I want to say it's about 42 miles. And, you know, if you've got very strong hiker legs, it's certainly doable. I did 42 miles on the PCT. Like that's, it's not an impossible feat, but you have to be in great shape, which you will be at that point. You have to have a low pack weight and uh, you have to be a little bit crazy because there was a guy in our bubble, like I was saying before, who attempted this and badly rolled his ankle toward the end of the day, just overexerted himself and had to get off the trail. That was the end of his through hike. So mm. yeah, if you want another notch on your belt, you can attempt it. If you want to roll the dice in terms of injuring yourself, you're certainly increasing your risk for injury, but you also at that point are blowing through Harper's Ferry, which is the ATC headquarters. And maybe, I don't know, I don't are know how you? people, yeah. Cause you start in Virginia. 
and then you go through West Virginia. West Virginia well, this is doesn't a, sound fun anymore. Yeah, so I don't I actually. I, I, there must be a way that people do it logistically where they stop in because everyone stops into the ATC headquarters to get their Polaroid taken right. and, and like sign the register and everything. Um, so I don't know if they just work that into the day or if they do it the day before, take a zero at the northern end of Virginia and then backtrack. I don't know, um, but I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying that. Oh, there's you made it sound a lot less concern. fun. Yeah, there's the PCT, the uh, Oregon challenge. Yeah. To do it in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Do I thought it was three sure. weeks. Two, two weeks. Two? Yeah. Three weeks. Oh, I didn't days. even try the three week one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I think we did it in two and a half weeks. Although we did miss some miles. So yeah, that's that's the preface I want to add is that, you know, not all miles are built equally and there are stretches of the PCT where this is very doable. So there was a forty five day span where I averaged over thirty miles per day. And to draw the context of me not doing one single thirty mile day in the AT, just goes to show the difference in terrain that being said she brings up some very good points in how to achieve a 30 mile day without killing yourself or you know having to be six foot five to make it happen uh and the biggest one that she points out is timing you just need to have a lot of hours on trail yeah so if you think of it this way in the especially in the summer if you hit the trail at 6 a.m sun will be out ish at that point if you're only hiking 2.5 miles per hour and on easier terrain i.e through oregon on the pct 2.5 miles is pretty slow. I would say 98% of people can accomplish this pretty easily. This factors in taking two hours of breaks over the day, which according to Grizzly would be asinine. You, you, you can <laughs> cover, Until he hikes with me. <laughs> you can cover 30 miles and roll into camp at 8 p.m. This is the biggest tip if you want to hike big miles is just get started very early. Maybe that means setting your alarm. I'm not a morning person. That's what it means for me. But sleeping in and then trying to squeeze it in before you get into camp before the sun goes down is just it makes it much more difficult if you're yeah. six foot five and you're taking short breaks you could probably pull it off but i think for the majority of hikers in order to do big miles that's what it's going to take and another thing i should have prefaced this with is faster is not better no not at all um, everyone has their own hiking style and you you should follow your own absolutely hiking style. i'll also say zach you said that 2.5 miles is pretty slow and i feel personally triggered by that because that is my average hiking speed when i try even in oregon yeah really i'm a 2.5 mi- no i would go up to like 2.8 but it would average out with like the breaks but two, it would 2.5 to three three so, w- three would be me like really like i'm very you're talking about averaging out with breaks no, I'm talking about like when I've gone an hour and I check to see how far I've gone in that course of an hour. Okay. 2.5 is usually pretty 2. standard. I 2.5 with breaks. Like at the end of the day, if you're doing 2.5 miles. Totally agreed. So that the, so the, the two hours of break does, is subtracted out of that equation. Yeah. So 2.5 miles just while hiking over the course of 12 miles and two hours of breaks is that yeah. math. I'm just saying if you're a 2.5 mile hiker, don't feel bad. I am too. Uh, that would put you at the low end of the spectrum if you're hiking 2.5 miles through Oregon and you've already got your through hiker legs under you. Nothing wrong with that. But the uh, what are you trying to say, Zach? The other thing I wanted to bring up is that you know on on the PCT you've got a short weather window. You do not want to roll into Washington. You don't want to hit the Washington border at like mid September because you're going to face some dangerous weather. If you're not prepared for winter weather or walking through torrential rain on a regular basis, you're going to have a really bad time and potentially put yourself at risk, put others at risk. It's just, you know, on the AT, there's a much bigger weather window. Yeah. The saying out there is the last one to Katahdin wins. I think it holds more water on that trail. On the PCT, you got a little bit of a time crunch. Like you can't just stroll into Washington whenever you want. So the first time I did the PCT, 
I took 50 zeros. What? 50 zeros? 50 zeros. I had, I had family come visit me in Ashland um, for my birthday. Basically, like any town I went to, I took a zero, honestly. Um, when I got to Cascade Locks, there was fires burning um, in Goat Rocks and fires burning up uh, near the Satan Wilderness area. So it took three weeks off of trail to wait for the fires to die out. Cause I, for me, you it was like, I'm, yeah, for me, it was like, I'm not going to hike you know, almost the entire trail. Like I'd rather just wait. It was early enough at that point in time where I, I had the time to wait. That being said, when I got back on the trail, summer was over. It was it was full on fall yeah. slash early winter when I was finishing. Right. Uh, I didn't finish until early October, and you saw some shit. Like two days after I finished, they got like two feet of snow. Yeah, up by the northern border. Right. So I finished just in time. And it's there's a lot of stories of search and rescue situations yeah. in the North mm-hmm. Cascades, even in the Goat Rocks Wilderness area. There's a hiker that never returned yeah. Sherpa in yep. 2016. 16. Yeah. yeah. So again, yeah. The, you know, the last one to Katahdin wins, but on the PCT, there, there yeah. there's an advantage to finishing earlier. So I think actually having the August 24th finish date yeah. mm-hmm. is a great thing because we hiked through Washington in July and saw no rain. We saw literally like. A half hour of rain the entire yeah. state mm-hmm. jenna also touches on uh another jenna touches on food water and choosing the right terrain goes down the rabbit hole with that uh if you guys want to get more information about that i will of course include it in the show notes we're now going back to our annual segment Woo-hoo! which chance has ring led uh questions for her, her sorority sisters yes it is our second <laughs> annual questions for my sorority sisters segment get excited people <laughs> Um, this was pulled together very last minute, but I think just as good. I just want to give some backstory on Lauren, who is the first person you'll hear. Yeah. Lauren is from Buffalo, New York. And when she was a baby, like baby status baby, not toddler. Okay. I would like you to take one guess as to who her babysitter was. Fran Drescher. No. You're trying crazy. Java. No. I wouldn't even know what guess. O.J. Simpson. Whoa. So so Lauren has a frame photo of O.J. Simpson holding her as a toddler. That's terrifying. And the funny thing is she brings it. Her and her friend. I understand why you said Buffalo. Yeah. Her and her friend Becky bring it places when they travel together because it's just like their tradition. It's funny. So they came to visit over the summer. So he's playing for the Bills and then like. I think this was before his whole thing. Gotcha. I think it was before everything. 92, 93 was the only part I know. But. To go through my timeline. Maybe he had just gotten to Buffalo. I don't know. Yeah. She's got a frame photo of him holding her as a child and they bring it when they travel. And so they had come to Colorado and they were visiting and they were in an Airbnb in Boulder about to come down to Denver. So I had helped them bring things to the car and I was carrying OJ and I had put him on the roof of my car and put everything else in the car. We all got in, we started driving and we turned a corner and we just hear this shatter and I thought this car hit me or something because I didn't know what the shatter was. You, broke you see Lauren look out the window she's like, no, it's OJ. <laughs> we had to no, stop the car, go so get OJ. You were saying that she was being babysat around 92, 93? Yeah. So the famous chase was 1994. Okay, so then it was just before. Yeah, so this is after his uh, NFL career then. Oh, yeah. This Way is just after. before This then. is while he's yeah. doing like the isotoner glove. Well, there you yeah. go. There's your, there's your backstory on who we were going to get these beginning questions from. There, there's a, multiple people who gave some, but this is Lawrence. Hey, Chance. 
I just had a couple questions about your hiking. Um, so when you're going to the bathroom, do you have to wipe with a leaf? Uh, do you wipe with a leaf? Um, there's a, there's like the hardcore UL guys. Who's the one, who's like the Ray? Ray Jardine. I can't remember if it was him that wrote about it or the guy that's got like the, the very cartoon cover. It's like ultralight backpacking tips. It's like one of the OG UL Bibles, basically. Yeah. In one of those two books, this is really bad that I don't have more specific details to it. It does recommend like use your surroundings. Yeah. A guy that I hiked with on the PCT, he actually would just use like moss, rocks, sticks, leaves. He didn't pack out toilet paper at all. I've done it in emergency situations. I was going to say, it's not comfortable. I've no. had to do it in an emergency on the Colorado mm-hmm. Trail. I like and snow. I, you get a rash. Snow, snow is nice. Have you snow had to deal with the, the leaf rash? No. I've, n- I've never had leaf anus rash. No. No. Well, I had to, Tell okay. Well. Poison ivy doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. well. Why do I get myself into these leaves, right? situations? Um, we were on the Colorado Trail. I ran out of toilet paper because we forgot to pack it. And it was only weekend trips we were doing, so it should have been fine. But then I don't know what we ate, but both of us like looked at each other while hiking, and we're just like, we both need to go now. And neither of us had toilet paper, so we both had to use leaves. And then my ex was like, no, find something else to wipe with. It'll give you a rash. And I just was like, I'll just use this leaf. You're a wuss. <laughs> um, and I wiped very clean. Thank you. But there was still a rash, and I think it's because leaf... They've, they've got things on them. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was yeah. a type Like oils leaf. or stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a pretty standard leaf. Was it a cactus? No, it was just your normal <laughs> leaf. Like an average, everyday-looking leaf. Okay. I'm really proud of you and your, <laughs> your courage Whatever. and sharing Be another Be careful when you wipe story. with leaves, people. It's not always as nice as it yeah. seems. There are nice ones in the Sears. They have the, they're called corn lilies. They're okay. really, really beautiful big leaves yeah there's ones up those, in like near sierra well. city we used to yeah. tell the kids like they had like the donkey ears leaves where it's like <laughs> oh, um, they look like the big um, like, ears. rabbit ears yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah i don't know yeah it's yeah. a good question to plus one what grizzly said snow is the ultimate snow's better than That's toilet paper oh, yeah. yeah snow is excellent especially it depends on the how much you can compact it yeah. like if you can get it so it's not crumbling as you're wiping for nice dangerous situations it's refreshing it is very refreshing mm. yeah no, what you have to look forward to. I actually have a Sierra, snowball Jenna. machine yeah. in my bathroom. All right, next question. Interesting. <laughs> Snow cones in the bathroom. Three sums on trails. Is it a go or a no go? Thank you. <laughs> I personally have not partook in any trail menages. Um, I've never had a threesome on trail now. No, no. It, hard pass on that one. Yeah. Shit. There's, a, there's that enough work? room in my tent. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't. Cowboy yeah. camping? Uh, That's bold. I do know someone who might have a relevant story. We can play that in a future episode. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, cut yourself up there. Uh, okay. These next ones are from my friend Casey. Okay. Was she babysat by Ted Not Krasinski? that I know of. <laughs> Ted Bundy. Not Ted Bundy. that I know of. What does sex on the trail smell like? <laughs> Just right to the point. I like that. I like that. John's? That's not for me. This is for you guys. I think it's for everybody. I did the soliciting. You do the answering. Okay. You're in a weird situation. It smells bad. <laughs> okay. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's Did that. you have something else to add? I mean, uh, I was married on my last through hike, so 
or engaged rather, same difference, pre-marriage. And then on the previous hike, I, how do I, <laughs> uh, You're ugly? I, I saved my endeavors for town. Let's just leave that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were hinting that no one wanted you on the previous hike. <laughs> well, I was like, well, that's sad. <laughs> Have you ever participated in or know of any crazy tent orgy stories on the trail? Everyone wants, have, everyone wants to know about the tent orgies. What is with your friends? <laughs> They're sick in the head. I feel like these are so overlapping. I don't even know how to address it. I told them it was Valentine's Day theme, uh, so they obviously okay. all jumped to tent orgy. Gotcha. That's what the correlation is. You have to weigh in on some of these. You can't just leave it for the people. I mean, that- I've never like been around a scenario where one has happened. Yeah. You said trail days gets weird. Yeah, but I removed Not myself that from that shenanigans. I, I wish I had a story to share. I would. I don't. Yeah, if you're don't. listening to this and you have a tent orgy story, please write to us and tell us about it. Torgy. Torgy. A torgy. Have <laughs> you had a torgy? I don't. Yeah, I don't also have any stories to tell. I know, like, the year that I was hiking, there was a big rave and music festival in the Belden. Yeah. I understand that got pretty weird. Okay. Um, but I was... I think a hundred miles ahead at that point in time. I also get the sense that orgies are much more common amongst your friends than I think like the average person. No, I don't think they are having orgies. I think they're just wondering what we do out there. And then yeah. that's just where their mind goes. That is the second orgy question that we've gotten. I think they think it's a lot more exotic and interesting than it really is. Yeah, maybe. Um, and a lot more sexy. I hope this is another, yeah, I hope this <laughs> yeah. is another orgy question. <laughs> How do you try to impress a guy that you might have a crush on on the trail, a.k.a. what is your trail mating dance, and does that change if another girl is hiking with you? That's a great question. That is. How do you impress someone on trail? Um, well, we're going to go vice versa and say flip side for you guys. That wasn't the question. No. But I'll, I'll answer it. <laughs> I will. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm not good in social settings. In, uh, your courting process? No, because I've never tried to impress a guy on trail. I like went into it with an ex, and the other time the guy was trying to impress me. Do you want to give that story? <sighs> <laughs> you don't have to. I was asking. Well, now I have to. You do. You I really was do. 40 miles into the PCT, and a guy came up to me in the outfitter in Mount Laguna and said, Hey, you're Chauncey. I know you. I follow you on Instagram. And it wasn't weird at that point because I only had like 700 followers. So I was just like, oh, this is kind of neat. Do you have any idea how many guys are going to be coming up to you on the AT now get, delivering that? Yeah, exact but that line. line has been used. It's not good anymore. Okay. The magic is lost. I'm cutting myself off now. <laughs> Go on, Zach. What's your hiking mating call? Uh, my, my mating call? So the, I, I want to say that back in my day, 2011, the, the ratios were. M- much more male dominant than they are today. Uh, anecdotally speaking, I want to say it was probably like 70%, at least in my bubble. Um, so there was a very strong competition. And even like a, a lot of the ladies in our vicinity were in relationships too. So like it, there wasn't a lot of um, mating to be had. So I don't have really good stories or like examples to give, honestly. Boo. Next. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I've hiked with you, so it's probably just my natural scent just draws you in. The pheromones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, for me, honestly, I don't know. Like, I, I'm pretty awkward and gangly, and <laughs> I would not call you awkward. All right. Well, I would. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I when I'm on trail, like I'm just more worried about 
hiking, honestly, and where my next water source is and where my next town is or where the next cold six pack is. You know, I, I honestly never really cared about it that much. I did, you know, start the PCT the first time with a girlfriend and broke up. And since then, you know, other than the Superior Trail, just kind of hiked solo or hiked with, you know, other friends. So, I don't know. Grizzly's in the worst possible position right now. I was going to say. <laughs> he has a significant other There's nothing down. right that I can say. I will yeah. say that, like, when the guys were trying to, like, well, when we would meet a girl on trail that the guys found attractive. Yeah they would actually do probably a lot less than they would in real life because they don't want to creep the girl out yeah. being that like there's nowhere really to escape to so, so I, I, I mean for me like if if i came up you know came up to you on trail halfway through the pct with a giant beard being six five and it'd just be like oh my god this ogre just leave me alone <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like there's a getting to know the person process yeah. into it where like you hike for a bit and yeah. then like you know them a bit um but like i know the guys intentionally like they'd say they thought someone was cute and then like nothing would ever come of it because yeah. they'd just be like too they'd be too uncomfortable with the idea of possibly making the person feel uncomfortable to yeah. even like vocalize. well in the trail world like a day is like a week in yeah. the normal world right. and a week is like just an infinite eternity, amount of time right. like after a week of hiking with somebody like you know everything about that yeah. mm-hmm. I will say there is a quote that has stuck with me uh, and I'm blanking on his name but he, he told me this at trail days because he did end up meeting his significant other on trail and his quote was the odds aren't good but the goods are odd meaning that like if you're a good normal guy on trail you're in the exception so just because mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys out there doesn't necessarily mean you've got a bad shot all you have to do is just be not a creeper yeah, yeah. I feel like I've heard that quote before mm. about South Dakota <laughs> <laughs> it applies to the actually use South it about Dakota. Alaska as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he didn't invent that. Yeah. I want my money back. Mm-hmm. All right. This one is not a female. This is Casey's friend, Anthony, but okay. I guess he wanted it on the fun too. Sure. What happens when couples break up on the trail? Do they <laughs> maintain a steady distance between each other or do they abandon each other altogether? And then who gets the tent? Like, how is that rationed? And what happens to the rest of the provisions? I guess we know who is answering yeah. this question. That is a really good question. Wow. <laughs> Grizzly hates that he has to answer it. <laughs> He's really red right now. <laughs> it's like, how much? Jenna, hi- sign a hiking prenup. <laughs> Make sure you get part of this tag. For me, this one kind of hits home a little bit. Um, so me and my ex had a bit of a messy breakup in the fact it was like, so I'm not going to continue on the PCT and I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. And if you want to keep going, go ahead, but we're going to split all the gear or you can buy it off me right now. Ooh. Which when you're, you know, over 2000 miles into a through hike, how much money do you really have just sitting around to then like rebuy gear? And did how much is that in, gear worth? Did she at factor in depreciation? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of, what kind I'm of... not sure at the time, honestly. Um, <laughs> Didn't she skip ahead? Yeah, so she skipped a couple hundred miles ahead of me on the PCT so that we would never cross paths. Whew. That's tough. Yeah. So what'd you do? <laughs> yeah, so who got the tent? Uh, I think at that point, like, I called my sister, and my sister's like, wow, that's, that's really, really shitty. She's, you know, a terrible person. I'll send you some money. Just buy the shit off her. Keep hiking. Finish the trail. You know, you're better off without her. And that's what happened. Yeah. Damn. All right. I'm glad. I I, it's that, good that's a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good sister too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nice yeah, to great have a supportive family. Yeah. yeah. My family was amazing yeah. going through that. So. All right. Last one. 
How do you keep the love alive on trail and not get sick of each other, especially when you smell like shit? <laughs> <laughs> was she the same one that asked about yeah. the bachelor? Or? No, no, no. That was Melissa. This is Casey. Oh, okay. Casey's just my friend here. She's funny. Uh, how do you keep the love? I don't yeah, know. Well, I- how are you guys going to keep the love alive? Hmm. <laughs> when the night <laughs> has come. You know, maybe pack out a little uh, little whiskey every once in a while. And, no, I don't, Boda I don't bag? know. I mean, yeah, I, Boda bag. we like like each other and enjoy each other's company so that helps um get to town take a shower feel better about yourself as a person yes i feel like we didn't really have to try to do anything special this summer just kind of go into it knowing that you're gonna smell terrible and look awful and just don't judge each other on that yeah i guess yeah i don't know it really wasn't an issue the last time no it wasn't i don't think i ever even thought about it no I'm going to force Chance to answer in a second. I do have just like a broader scale, like cultural thing to weigh in on is, you know, you've got a, like the majority of people out there hiking are single. They're younger. They're in like their physical prime out there doing it. So you get like a lot of attractive people. I think it's a, there's also a lot of like testosterone or like endorphins going on. Like everyone's, you know, working really hard. They're in really good shape. They're really tan and everyone's just kind of (laughs) like, Wow. You look good. I think people's standards drop too, though, because like well, probably five sure. months in the woods, things start. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. You go into a romantic drought. Uh, that, um, things change. It's that five seven. Have you ever heard about the five seven three? No. no. Uh, people talk about it at summer camp. I, I worked at summer camps for a while, but it's called the five seven three, which is when you first meet the people, they all look like fives, and then after like so much amount of time being on trail and being with them, or in the other case, summer camp. They become sevens. Yeah. And then after you get home and you're removed from it and you're around like real world people again, you look back at photos and you're like, shit, they were a three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's called hilarious. a five, seven, three. <laughs> Fair. That's funny. Uh, so that concludes the sorority sister questions. That's awesome. We need to do that more than once a year. I don't know if I can. Look, it takes a lot of effort for me to talk them into actually taking a voice memo and sending it. Yeah. Like it's easy in theory, but getting them to send these clips is hard. <laughs> I suppose maybe if it was by text. Yeah, but then I, it's half the fun is hearing them say it. I'm going to go 90% you know? of their voice yeah. is the thing. That's the part we like. Maybe yeah. bi-annual. Yeah. I just got caught up on the bi considering all the orgy questions. All right. <laughs> uh, so to Chance's favorite part of the show. Woo-hoo. Five-star reviews via Yippee. iTunes. I'm going to try not to get roped into reading one that's accidentally roasting me. I wish we had the rest of this title. Ever drunk Bailey's from a dot, dot, dot. Have we read this one? I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. This is from Justin from Louisville. L- Louisville? Louisville? Lu- it depends. Which state? I guess Colorado is Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. And then Kentucky, and then Kentucky would be Louisville. 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 I thought it was Louisville. L- it's like, just make as little noise Louisville? as possible yeah. when you're saying it Just don't move your mouth. Yeah. Louisville. Okay. Just try it. Uh, That's exactly yeah, right. Perfect. <laughs> I'm so glad I found the cinnamon connection and really enjoy your show. Not sure why so many people are hating on Chance, though. Yes! Stop hating on <laughs> this me! This is Chance's fan. <laughs> I enjoy how you both are able to keep the show feeling like a bunch of folks are just sitting around BSing and telling great stories. Most of that's true, aside from the great stories. Uh, that was my introduction, not hers. Keep up the good work. P.S. Thanks for the drunk dial when I was sleeping. It's the only reason I've given you this review. So good. <laughs> if we call you when we're drunk, you are Maybe that's the person that obligated. didn't answer twice but had left a note saying that we were jerks because we didn't call them last time. True. That sounds right. Um, Sounds like an appropriate level of guilt to feel. Um, Very fun and informative. Says, 
simple, simplify and explore. I'm now addicted to Backpacker Radio. I've started from episode one and I'm working my way through all of them in order. Every episode is fun and I always learn something. I think Backpacker Radio will end up being a key resource for my thru-hike research. I have a thru-hike in my future, I just don't know when. Have to wait for a few kids to fly from the nest, smiley face. Keep up the good work. Uh, and that concludes today's show. If you guys want to follow our wonderful guests on their upcoming journey, where can they do so? Yeah, um, Instagram is just jfay, J-U-S-T-J-F-A-Y-E. I'm going to interject real quickly because we haven't touched on the fact that Jenna's written a few articles, excellent yeah, articles, very thorough. She did a uh, profile of the Superior Hiking Trail. Um, what am I forgetting? Uh, I did one at Canyonlands. Canyonlands, that's right. There. And your photos were awesome in both of those. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, we split the photos. Yeah. So. I mean, you do most of the writing. Yeah. Not going to lie. Your photos are better. My yeah. writing is better. Exactly. <laughs> we'll keep that up. By horses. We'll keep that up this summer. Yeah. 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 And for me, it's grizzly underscore hikes uh, um, on Instagram or Michael Ivy on Facebook. You guys definitely yeah. have to follow them both. Grizzly's on trail. He's either working or on trail. That's like his entire life. And he's got yeah. some really good photos. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the ones that you've got from um, Glacier. The glacier yeah. photos are phenomenal. Yeah. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Backpacker Radio on Instagram, at Backpacker Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Backpacker Radio. You can follow Chance. On Instagram at Juliana underscore Chauncey, on YouTube at Juliana Chauncey, and on Facebook at Chauncey Hikes. If you guys want to follow Chauncey's uh, AT vlogs only, you go back to her stuff after the AT. Uh, follow it on the Trek's YouTube channel. I don't even know what the URL is, but you guys are good at interneting. You can follow me personally at Z.R. Davis on Instagram. That's it for today's show. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I'm giving Frank a handy under the table. <sighs> that is true. Look, snail. Back off, because you're just mashing it now.